what is it uniquely about today's times that would make Christian education, like perhaps in, in listening to you guys, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but even more important today? I know people can see like private schools or Christian education as like sticking your kid in a bubble. Mm. And some parents are like, no, I want my kids to know what life's like, you know? And that's all fine and dandy, but you want your kids to be able to be prepared like in the right way, not growing up in that sin or in that worldliness. We'd like to welcome you to our current episode of the Falcon Fast Lane. We have a house full here tonight. We are at uh, the Mobile Studio Z mm-hmm. uh, on location. We have, uh, of course, Miss Z with us tonight. How you doing, Miss Z? Doing great. Awesome. This is an awesome time to be here. You want to introduce our guests? Yes, absolutely. So, actually, two of my former students from back in eighth grade. That was a while ago. But we have Miss Riley Rollins across from me here. Hello. And then we have Miss Emma Burry. <laughs> Very good. I, uh, we had this idea about inviting former students back just to kind of almost like a temperature of how we're doing at LCS. And uh, I, of course, have met you guys uh, on mission trip. Mm-hmm. to Jamaica that we do with LTS, and we're going to be talking about that in a little bit, and also uh, have had an opportunity to be able to be with you guys during chapels before I was a teacher here, and spoke on a retreat, too. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I got to know about Emma is that she is a registered weapon of death. <laughs> I like Aww. that title. <laughs> yes. So Emma is, I don't know, like a 20th degree black belt? I am a first degree black belt. Might as well be 20. <laughs> The only black belt I have is in my dresser drawer, Emma. That tells you how good you are. So, of course, we get talking about this in conversation, and uh, then your name, of course, then was what? Sensei. Sensei. It has to be. So I think we're all gathered here tonight because we have a lot of things in common, not the least of which uh, is Livingston Christian. So we wanted to get together and talk a little bit about uh, Livingston Christian and uh, just kind of, I, I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but in my almost 20-year relationship with Livingston Christian, I found it to be kind of a special place. And uh, so, Riley, let's start with you. We're just going to, how long did you attend LCS? So I came to LCS in eighth grade, um, and I finished out in 12th grade, so I was there for about five years. And uh, tell us, again, what year you graduated? I graduated in 2020. 2020, the year of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And Emma, how about you? How long were you at LCS? I was at LCS for nine years, so I came to LCS in fourth grade. In fourth grade. I graduated class of 2020. Okay. Okay. Uh, any notable teachers over your guys' time at LCS? I mean, besides... I mean, I liked everybody. The lovely Miss Z, yeah. of course. Yes, she was a standout. Oh, right. yes, of course. <laughs> I paid you a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was good money. Made you brownies. <laughs> any standout teachers? Elementary, middle school? Um, I personally liked Mrs. Nolan a lot. Yes, she was I did super too. friendly and super like down to earth. And, yes, and she would you have had Mrs. Nolan in middle school? I think she did teach middle school. She at did one teach point, middle school, but, but we didn't have her. Oh, you didn't until tenth grade. Tenth grade. Tenth grade. Oh, okay, and that was some type of English class that she taught. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We took her. Well, our senior year, she ended up doing a lot of classes. Like I took government, finances, civics. Civics, English, English, Britlet. Yep, like a lot of classes. Like five classes. Wow, that was all your senior year. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. No. It spanned over junior and senior year. Okay. 
Yeah, we took a good chunk with her our senior year, yeah. though. Any other teachers that kind of stand out? Mr. Highfield was pretty fun. Mr. Highfield, we took a forensics class with him. Oh, that was and super And that fun. was amazing. Yeah. That was so fun. Forensics like debate? Like forensic science. Like, like criminology. Yeah. Um, like we spent a whole semester basically just learning about guns. And yep. that was really that was fun. Really fun. <laughs> How are we not able to teach <laughs> that class? I know. I know. He doesn't even have a CPL, does he? He's a gun guy. I don't know. He loves yeah. guns. Does yeah. he? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Every day I feel safer and safer at Livingston Christian School. <laughs> right. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Riley and I went and took a gun class like a couple weeks ago. Nice. Hey, I think, it's, I think it's fantastic that we live in a country that we can still do that. Yes. I know. That's great. At what point, ladies, did you, when you were students at LCS, at what point did you know that LCS was, there was something different about it? So one of the things that I noticed, and it's small, but like the pep rallies that we would have or like the types of like big games and stuff, it was different than, well, not really public schools because I used to go to public school, but like Plymouth Christian. I went to Plymouth Christian Academy for a bit. I graduated from Plymouth Christian Academy. What? Did you know that? I didn't. <laughs> I went to Plymouth Christian Academy from third grade through 12th grade. Oh, that's a long time. Wow. My brother was the first graduating class of Plymouth Christian in 1979. No, that's not true. 82. That's when we started going was in 79. Okay. But I graduated way back in 88. Oh. 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 <laughs> it's okay. You can go ahead. Talk, speak truth, Riley. Speak truth. <laughs> um. I don't know. It was just like Plymouth Christian was such a big thing and LCS is so small. And so like, you know, everybody mm. at Plymouth, you were just like, it was just a wave of people that you didn't like have your own group. Uh, I don't know how really to describe it. You just felt lost in a crowd kind of okay. thing. But with LCS during game nights or doing pep rallies, like you saw your community right in front of you mm. and you knew like, these are my people. Gotcha. Kind of thing. So I you just that. felt like confident in that. And you knew yeah. like, Felt at home with that. So you guys had kind of a strong community. We're going to talk about community in a little bit, but you felt like right from the get-go that there was some strong community there. Yeah. And it sounds, Riley, like you recognized it because maybe you came from a place where you didn't have it, at least to the degree that you had it at LCS. That's true, yeah. So tell me again, you came in fifth grade? Mm -hmm. uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Wow, that's... I'm not a woman, but it sounds like mm -hmm. that would be a pretty tough year for a girl to make a transition yeah, it to was. all kinds of new environments. So how about you, Emma? What was different about LCS? So I never went to a public school or anything like that. I went to a Christian school all the way through all of my years of school. But coming to LCS was sort of a godsend in a way. Mm. Every school Christian school I had gone to before that had closed, and that's why I had to move schools. And I got to LCS and it just became home in a way. Were um, they worried about LCS closing when you came? Like they it sounds were. like you were like the Black Widow. It really, <laughs> it really seemed like I was. Um, it actually seemed like a huge school based on where I had gone before because I went to school in a barn with a homeschool group, and there was only five of us. So even going to a class of like ten <laughs> seemed like crazy. Right, one hundred percent growth. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I've always just admired how, again, the community I've had at LCS and the teachers and just how they were always there for you and you were never, like, lost in a way, like how Rye was saying, like, lost in a crowd. Yeah. You never, ever felt that way. Hmm. 
Missy, you, you attended LCS. How long did you go to LCS for? I was there from second grade. Second grade on. So graduation. I distinctly remember you in sixth grade over at the uh, <laughs> Halnaz Church yeah. speaking in chapel. Oh, So funny. I just have vivid memories of you because this is how I remember you because you were much taller than everybody in your class. I mean, through junior year of high school. <laughs> Daniel Wanger is the only one that beat me in height. <laughs> so, I mean, do you have similar experiences like these ladies do with regard to LCS? But it's a second grade, you almost didn't know anything different. But what was your experience early on with LCS? Uh, yeah, my community probably really clicked in middle school, mm-hmm. and then I had that through high school. But I was just talking to Mrs. Spalding the other day about this. It's so funny how many people have come back to LCS, mm. even after all of these decades. There's still this core group that's always remained. I don't really know of a school like that where you have so many kids who graduate end up coming back and teaching or participating in the school mm. or still being able to mentor these guys after mm-hmm. how well, how many years ago that was when I was your teacher? Yeah. Six years. Here we are sitting in at my table right. <laughs> talking about our experience at LCS. So, yes, it kind of speaks for itself that somehow this community just sticks. Yeah, even yeah. like you see it in like our alumni nights for like oh, the guys the basketball. Best. Seeing like really? all these people come oh, back who like you don't even know who they are, but it's like, oh, yeah, he graduated from LCS. Yeah. And like you just become like into this like. Yeah, the older Justino boys come back, uh, Adam Curtis, a couple other guys that wow. were all. Long ago, LCS, there's HNCS. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is really cool. We didn't get to do it this year, unfortunately, but maybe next year. Yeah. Oh, Rona. That's a cool I yeah, know. Man. I Rona, she reigns on everything. <laughs> man, we're going to get a Rona out of here. Um, so where, where are each of you now? Emma, where are you now? I go to Cedarville University. It's the Cedarville University? The Cedarville University. <laughs> there's only one of us. Whoa. Um. In the lovely cornfields of Ohio. So you've got that wrong, because I think you mispronounced Metropolis. Oh, yeah, the Metropolis <laughs> the Metropolis of, of Cedarville. Yeah. <laughs> so just to kind of give everybody an orientation of Cedarville, if they're not familiar with that, uh, it literally isn't a cornfield. Yep. Like, you literally, it's just corn, and then you sort of like get this gradual hill, and you come up a corner, and then you just see a water tower, and nothing else because you're like coming up the hill and it's just rows of corn. You're like, oh, there's the college. But, but then, <laughs> so like seriously not to overstate it, but then it's like the Emerald City, like in Wizard of Oz. It really is. Like, yeah, it's, it's just the like, only thing oh, for miles. It's <laughs> this beautiful campus that is gorgeous. Yeah, just it's gorgeous. beautiful. So you've been there for uh, half a year. You completed your first semester. Yeah, first semester. And done. everything was, I mean, you guys had your COVID challenges too, of course. We were talking a little bit about that, but mm-hmm. how have things been going otherwise? It's been, it was rough first transitioning mm-hmm. just because, like I said, I'd gone to a Christian school, mm-hmm. same group of people, same area my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's just a couple hours away, it was entering a whole new world oh, with yeah. all new people. I knew no one coming in. I yeah. was relying entirely on God leading me there. And, and we had talked, we had quite long conversations oh gosh, about yeah. like where you were going to go, what you I wanted to do. That. And so the decision to go to Cedarville was not an easy one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you ultimately came to that's where God wanted you, but... Like you really struggled. You wanted yeah. to be where God wanted you to be. And I think it's cool that you landed at Cedarville. I've got some friends, former students yeah. that have gone there and everybody loved their, you know, their time there. Mm-hmm. But it is what you make of it, right, Missy? I mean, yeah, you can yeah. go to the best places and still have a crazy bad experience. So I'm glad that your transition was good. Rye, where are you today? I'm at 
A Concordia University. A Concordia there University. There are multiple. So. <laughs> I love it. And and you guys, uh, because of COVID, have been mostly online, haven't you? We did 50-50 until oh. they shut like the schools down. Okay. So... So I drive past your campus uh, several times a week, and they've done a lot of stuff to enhance your campus. Mm-hmm. So they built a new baseball field, yep. right? And I don't even know if they've got a chance to use it, but you guys have a f- football stadium. We Would you call it's that like, a stadium? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's, it's got bleachers. It's, yeah, got bleachers. it's got bleachers. So it's a stadium. It's like what it is. It's just yeah. bleachers. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know this, but we were talking about Miss Hall slash Mrs. Lindman. She got her master's degree from there. Did you know that? I did not. I thought she was a Calvin No, her. She might have got her undergrad there, but she just got her master's oh. from, from Concordia. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Rye, what are you hoping to do long term? Long term, like next five years or like long term for the rest of my life? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're going to get to the rest of your life through the next five years, so let us know. <laughs> um, right now, I'm getting my bachelor's in nursing science. Oh, Nice. Um, and from there, I'll probably go to my master's or a doctorate, um, depending on how much schooling I want to do, because yeah. that's kind of a lot of schooling. That's, yeah, like the so. n- half of your lifetime. That, yeah, pretty much. That's what my life now. would be, <laughs> school. So you'd like to be in the nursing profession? Yeah. Um, I felt a tug either between like helping people medically or yeah. in the justice system. Nice. And so I was pulled either like to study, like even before I started Concordia, I was like, wow, I could really go into criminology. But um, there's just so many ways that you can apply the nursing. Absolutely. To like every aspect of yeah. what I feel called to do. Yeah. Because I want to help people. I don't mind working in a hospital setting. Yeah. And one of the big things I really want to do is go to Africa and India. Like mm. those are on my dream board. I have Africa and India. Love it. The sea feels me over here. Yes. yes. I love both those places. <laughs> so I really want to go over there and yeah. do like medical stuff. Fantastic. So the need is definitely there. Mm, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's everywhere, but yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll uh, just go where I'm called. And there you go. That's the Africa safest place. And India is where it is. And that's where I'll go. Right. How about you, Sensei? I have been all over the place, but right now I am getting my undergrad in exercise science and hopefully taking that into physical therapy school. Beautiful. Yeah. It's been a long road. Very. You know what's what's beautiful about both of those professions is that you guys would have a captive audience for people that, and you guys both are great conversationalists. Like you can just chat people up. Mm -hmm. So as you guys are developing rapport with your patients, you know, you can develop a relationship, and man, God could use that in a huge way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In a huge way. I love that. Those are solid plans. Let me ask you this, guys. Did you get the feeling here at LCS that you guys were prepared? And I'm going to give you a, a couple of different um, um, fronts. So and these don't need to be answered in any specific order. Missy, feel free to chime in here. Uh, so educationally, socially, and spiritually, how do you think that LCS helped you guys be prepared for what you've experienced as you know, somebody who has come out from underneath the protective wing of Livingston Christian? And Emma, as you talked, kind of the protective wing of this community here. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel prepared to kind of get into your new environment in any one of those fronts, educationally, socially, and spiritually? I'd say definitely, like, the education was great, but two of the things that really stick out to me is the social and spiritual aspects of it. 
Um, when I came to LCS, I wasn't like a hardcore Christian or anything like that, but LCS definitely grew me mm. in that and um, put me in contact with a lot of people that have helped me in my spiritual walk. So let me stop you there. Can you define for us what you mean by hard? I think I know, but hard. What, how would you define a hardcore Christian? I don't know. Just like I wasn't on fire for God. Like I didn't have a desire to go out and tell people about gotcha. God. And that's kind of what I see a hardcore Christian. Okay. They can't see my air quotes, but right. you know. Um, so just I've felt more like I'm comfortable bringing up God in situations that I never would have thought like mm. that also leads into socially how I was. I used to be shy until I came to LCS. Yeah. And so that helped me socially. And those two kind of went hand in hand. So yeah. now I can be very outgoing in a spiritual sense. Mm. And now I'm I like that. Good. Outgoing spiritually. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. And again, as we just talked, I mean, that can come out of just you having conversation with people. Yeah. When I first met you was when we started training for Jamaica and like you weren't a really like outgoing, gregarious person, but once someone engages you, mm-hmm. like you're very conversational Yeah. and like you don't make people feel weird. No, I don't like making people feel weird. You don't? No. Yeah, you're down to earth. Yeah. Very much so. I think making people feel weird is a spiritual gift of mine. Oh, you're good at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Extremely good at that. Oh, Got to stay in my gift mix. That was common in Jamaica. <laughs> it was common in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, how about you? Like what, those three things, educationally, socially, spiritually, how do, how do you think that LCS helped prepare you? Educationally, I definitely saw it, especially coming into college as a freshman. I always hear about like people who just get like hit by the college work and it's just like a train wreck, like trying to like figure that out. I felt like I had a pretty smooth transition um, from high school to college, um, especially because we were able to take some college courses for free oh, during yeah. our junior and senior years Perfect. with Spring Arbor. Was that was dual enrollment for Spring Arbor? Yes. And even just like those sorts of experiences helped me so well with the education and just mm. the Christian values of like hard work and being consistent and just those things that were ground into us at LCS really yeah. carried over into my first semester, I felt. Missy, uh, you went to a school that... Um I know has high academic standards. You went to Hillsdale College. Um, so Emma said something there that was really interesting. So did you notice, I, I love your terminology there, the train wreck. <laughs> because I've been, t- I've, I've been told that before. Yeah. So did you experience that with people? Like, and I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I have an idea of what I wanted to find train wreck is, but I'm wondering if you could help first answer that question, but then help us define what train wreck might mean. Train wreck. Are you talking the academic sense? or Yes. In the, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had that train wreck at Hillsdale. <laughs> Academically so. speaking, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So let me ask. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just chime in now. So was it, was it the the expectation of quality of work, or was it the amount of work? Because I think both of those things could lend to that train wreck. It was both. Okay. I thought that you had to do every single thing that your professor tells you to do in college. Little too obedient there. Like, like read I'm every like, page in the, the book. How the heck do you read 150 pages in a night <laughs> in five different classes? Right. But I had to do it all. Right. I, I couldn't sleep if there was a page not turned. What's the matter with you? Didn't they tell you that in orientation that you did? <laughs> Emma, did you? Did you? Either of you? Have you experienced that? I experienced the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. 
I went to community college for two years, but then I went to Moody Bible Institute. And for one class, we had 3,000 pages for one class that we had to read in the semester. Dear Lord. So, I mean, it's the same exact thing. Like, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you read 150 pages a night? Absolutely. And that played and you tried. Other, I know you tried. I did. <laughs> and see that I was used to like, okay, I can get all this work done. And I did pretty well in the school. The night before. Like, I know yeah. that you were trying. <laughs> I can wing this. No problem. And no, they want quality. And they're, I mean, to a very significant extent are looking for thorough content. Mm. And what I was used to um, didn't really match what I was getting there. So I, I actually failed a lot of papers my freshman year of college. I didn't know how to could you, prioritize that. Could you just say that again for us once? I know. Let it be known. Ms. E failed Can a you, lot of papers. That blows me away. I know. That Ms. E <laughs> failed. There was one paper where I didn't put the header on the right side of the page. You're no. supposed to put it on the left. I put it on the right. Well, my professor never told me. So he kept, he handed it back to me, had a big F on it, redo, redo. And so because I rewrote the, the paper thinking it was the paper content. And, and all he, he wanted was it on the other side. Oh, no. And the third time through, he goes, did you read my syllabus? And I didn't read the syllabus. I just, you know, thought I knew it all. <sighs> and there I was reading it through. I know. <laughs> You didn't read the syllabus? No. And he kept, to read every page page he kept handing it back to you? <laughs> yeah, it didn't tell me until the Oh, Miss Z, please. So okay, how did this turn? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is about Emma and Riley. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it, though. So, okay, so then Humbling. you learned, but then you learned how to operate in your environment. So mm-hmm. both of you mm-hmm. guys, I mean, you have professors that you're looking for, right? You're kind of reading the syllabus now. Let me tell you, I was that teacher. I gave a 27-page final exam in one of my Bible Where classes, me? high school. So I... You just want to make kids cry. Yeah, but listen to me. <laughs> this, is my instru- this is my instructions to them. I said, read all of the instructions. All right? And I intentionally made the instructions long. <laughs> and in the, last, in the last sentence buried in a paragraph was, if you've gotten this far, bring me your exam and I'll give you the right one, which was three pages. Oh, my goodness. So my daughter uh, happened to be in my class. She read it right away, and she's like, Dad, you're so dumb. So she <laughs> kind of brings this up there and gives me. But the lady who uh, ran off all the 27-page exams was so mad at me because I, I'm putting air quotes now, Riley, wasted paper. <laughs> but what a lesson. Uh, totally. Worth oh, it. Yeah. That's exactly why I did it, because I kept telling them, you need to read the instructions. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like your professor. Did you read my syllabus? That's right. Wow. Yeah. How was, uh, since we're picking on Miss Z, we might as well just keep running <laughs> with this, right? <laughs> How was it spiritually for you? <laughs> oh, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> so, I mean, Hillsdale is not necessarily a Christian college, but it, I mean, it's a, it's a moral college. I mean, I don't know. We could they say would that. say Judeo-Christian roots. That's our go. founding. So okay. So how was the spiritual environment for you there, and how did you feel prepared coming out of LCS to kind of jump in the stream of that? I learned really quickly that just because someone looks like a Christian on the outside or has all the right lingo, that doesn't mean they are. And it's not that we're supposed to be cynical and assume people aren't. But, man, even at LCS, you're around a lot of people who are saying the same thing, speaking the same language, but you watch them down the road and you're like, I don't know if you ever really knew God. And that was the case at Hillsdale. A lot of people went to church. I'd say 70, 80% of the students attended church. Wow. But if you watch their 
lifestyle during mm-hmm. the week, you would never know. They didn't look any different. So I saw both of you guys, I mean, rather you guys are both shaking your heads. Was that something that you guys had experienced too? Like yeah, people yeah. look like it, but don't act like it. So yeah, I just told the right. story in chapel this morning. I told it for elementary kids. I can't believe I told the story in elementary kids. But <laughs> So one of the things that I used to do for um, my job was I worked for an organization that did organ tissue and eye donation. And I was on a team that would take tissue and part of the tissue that we would recover were hearts. So I was telling the elementary kids how I, you know, would get into the chest cavity and cut through the pericardium, which is a sac around the heart. And then I would start, I would remove the heart and they couldn't use the heart, but they would use the three aortic valves on top. And so when you have a valve replacement, that's what they use. So I told them, I said, I had this heart in my hand and, you know, washed it off, got all the blood off and stuff. And it was like, it was gorgeous. Like, you know, it would, it hurts a muscle. So I'm holding on to this muscle and it just looked perfect except for one thing. Like it wasn't doing what it was designed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It just looked like it. So to what all of you guys are saying, and I would a hundred percent concur with all of your guys' explanations, you know, sometimes people just look like they're a Christian, but they aren't really functioning. And goodness, I, I understand how hard that must be. If you know, you don't, have that relationship, but you're swimming amongst a bunch of students that claim to, you don't want to be like, yeah, I don't believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to stand out. Mm-hmm. But as teachers, and I would say even as former students, you probably want to just see authenticity. Somebody's willing to say, here, I'm not where you are, but here's where I want to be, or I'm not going to move that direction, mm-hmm. whatever, just be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's something we're all trying to work on in ourselves and our own lives, being authentic. Yeah. So can you guys share anything specific that helped prepare you like in some of these situations? So when I say specific, I'm thinking like, was there a friend that you had that you kind of worked through some stuff at LCS? Was there a particular class that you guys would recall? Oh, I remember talking about this in class. Or was there a specific teacher? Uh, any of those things that kind of helped prepare you for some of the things that you guys have confronted as college women? <laughs> <laughs> um. You said, I have two, two things. You said classes and apologetics I took with Mr. Nast. Literally Gold. the best thing ever. It was so amazing. That, so that, is, that is the second time in two episodes that we've yeah. heard about Mr. Nast. Miss Z, just, we just finished an episode, and she talked about his three stools, and uh, the three-legged stool, and mm-hmm. apologetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. That was a good class. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So Mr. Nast, apologetics class. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly Voigt. He used to be a pastor, and he started, well, him and one of his classes started this thing called Youth Church, and uh-huh. I still go there. Nice. And um, that has really helped me. Like, I am more in my Bible. I pray like, like I don't know. I'm yeah. very, I'm much more spiritual because I'm surrounded by people that I know and people who are, like, very spiritual, even in LCS. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that was nice to see that they were there. Um, so that definitely helped. And continues to help, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Great. Emma? I would say sort of the same things. Um, something definitely was just the friendships I made there, mm-hmm. like especially with, I mean, the girl sitting next to me is my best friend that I made at LCS. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't going to start crying, are you? I don't <sighs> cry. She cries. does not cry. Does she cry enough for both of you? I was in the yeah. hospital, and she didn't cry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> They're like, she might go into a be coma. a great nurse. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Wow. I'm just, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry to throw you under the bus. It's like fine. That. I accept it. It's 
I might cry more than Riley, it sounds like, huh? <laughs> oh, but I would say definitely the friendships I made there. I mean, of course, we've only been out of co- or out of high school for like a semester, but just some of like the core connections I made there, I feel like are going to carry years down the road. Mm. Um, and I was also going to, youth church popped right into my head mm-hmm. just because we, it's not only in school that we're getting or that we got those spiritual aspects, mm-hmm. but we had opportunities outside of school as well. Sure. And people who just really wanted to pour into us. Well, I think I'm glad to hear you say that you had opportunities because I think a lot of people have opportunities that they don't necessarily take. Mm -hmm. So you guys had the opportunities and then you guys took advantage of those opportunities as well. And it sounds like continue to. So Emma, you gave us a great segue into this next question I want to talk to you guys about. And that is, I want you guys, and you have a little bit, actually a lot, talk about the community that you experienced at LCS. Um, And was it hard because uh, both of you guys were kind of newer students coming in, like you weren't lifers like Miss Z. Uh, was it hard to, A, break into that community or become a part of that community where you immediately accepted? Riley, like that, coming in eighth grade, that's a crazy time to yeah, change school. I mean, I think the only the only time that might be more difficult than that is if you came in your senior year. Yeah, that would have been even more rough. Wow. <laughs> so talk to me about the community, anybody, that you experienced at LCS. Um. Well, I had been there since fourth grade. Okay. So honestly, it's really hard for me, like looking back, like I just felt so integrated after, like, I don't even remember a tough transition point, which it might've just been the age yeah. and the year I came in, but. Missy, that's a powerful word, isn't it? Like I felt integrated. Yeah. She uses well words. No, but I love yeah, that. That is so descriptive, <laughs> you know, and it. Yeah. You didn't feel like you were on the outside, like Mm-mm. you got you got bright, brought right into the fold, whether you really wanted to or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. So you felt connected right away, felt accepted. Yeah, and I was a really, really, really shy girl who would not talk to anyone, never did anything. Karate is really what brought me out of that bubble, but mm-hmm. also. LCS just being around like a good core group of people that I felt comfortable with mm-hmm. that really helped me grow as a person. How about you, Riley? Um, so I was also super duper shy when I came here and um, eighth grade was a little rough. I was, I didn't talk to a lot of people, but I only had seven kids in my grade anyway. So there wasn't many people to talk to. But after eighth grade passed, um, everything started picking up freshman year. Mm. And that's when I really felt like, oh, yeah, these are my people. Okay. You know, so it was really nice to just because in eighth grade, it's kind of middle school, kind of not. And you right. don't know if you're a part of any high school, you know, whatever occasions or yeah, anything. Sure. So once you get into high school and they have all these events and you can just see in front of you the people that you have, it's um, you feel pretty good and yeah. you know everybody. Right. So I literally would walk down the hall. I knew everybody. I knew their names. I knew yeah. their stories, everything. So it's just like you're just comfortable because you all know each other. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys have, as high school students, did you have anybody new that came in 
uh, like as new students during high school years? And like, were you guys integral in kind of getting them plugged into this community that you guys held as very precious to you? Oh, we had a few exchange students, like foreign exchange students. Um, Jerry. 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 Love Jerry. When did Jerry come in? Did she come in your guys' senior year? No, or was no, it like sophomore year? Sophomore year. Oh, I didn't realize she had that. been. She was with us for yeah. a while. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I got to experience their kind of working with Cherry. They're working with Cherry, like <laughs> <laughs> them being friends with Cherry Missy in uh, Jamaica, and that it was, was like I. It was pretty. Bald. It was See, pretty I cried seamless. with her test with her little Jesus moment. That's yeah. when I cried. There. So uh, I cried. I cried. Oh my gosh, you have a I heart. Know, I do. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> no, but uh, that was a really cool, super cool experience when she finally, you know, submitted her life to Christ. And mm-hmm. it was one that she really worked through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys had a much longer history with her doing that than I did. But she was pretty she was pretty systematic about like getting answers to her questions yeah. and she was not going to be driven by emotion mm-hmm. like Riley. Riley's really driven by emotion as we've discovered yeah, here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so were there other people besides like the uh, foreign exchange students that kind of you guys helped to integrate? I mean, our whole incoming freshman class, yeah. we had five new people. Which felt um, which like was basically like doubled our class. class. It wow. did. Because we That's went from lot. seven to 12 or something like that. Yeah. And then we got another Sarah Sullivan. We got her in sophomore year. Okay. So that put us up to 13. So, so how long was it before those people kind of established themselves in the community and just kind of broadened it? It was easy for them. I would say it was very easy because I felt like coming in our, well, we had both been there and coming into our freshman year, it was sort of like the start of high school. And in a way I felt like we didn't like start over, but it just felt like a new chapter in yeah. a sense. Exactly. So I feel like we all just sort of started, were in the up, same started boat. over together yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Missy, did you have a similar experience as far as community? Cause I know that, you know, they're talking about numbers and class size. Like you guys had a similar, you had similar numbers in your class, didn't you? Yes. And the people I graduated with, I had been in school with since second, third grade. Okay. I'd known in my whole life, but I think what's, interesting too about that community is it's not necessarily just your class. You might have a teacher you really connect with, your principal, a student in the younger grade, a student in the older grade, a student in your class. And so the community is kind of a hodgepodge of people. It's like the awkward family reunion. Everybody <laughs> just kind of connects, but they're not necessarily just your class. Mm. But I think that's okay. Yeah. And give the, fr- the kids that freedom to explore every aspect of the school and all the different people that are a part of it. That's what I felt at LCS. Yeah. And I think to, to some very real extent that continues to exist today. I do too. You know, I know part of, and and you guys actually got to experience this fully. We've been a little bit hampered this year because of the Rona, but uh, the Christian <laughs> leadership class, like you guys helped mentor younger students last year, right? That was so fun. That was... I loved that. Amazing. My but, buddy was awesome. I'm telling you what, mm. that has taken the wind out of Mrs. O'Keefe's sails that we have not been able to do that this year because it was so powerful, not only for you guys, but for the students that you guys mentored last year, dovetailing on what you said, Missy, like it's like you don't stay in these silos, right? Right. So your class is not Mm -hmm. your only silo. You guys experience this community with the, with the broader community of LCS. What grade levels? Do you guys remember what grade levels you helped mentor last year? I know it was like younger L, right? First grade. Second. Okay. Yeah. 
That's awesome. She yeah. showed me some of the letters that the these little guys had written like on on people's behalfs and some of the emails that she got from parents just how cool it was. And I think that the parents were so excited about that because that might not be something that you experience outside of this community of LCS. Right. So you guys were, you know, going back to what you were talking about, Emma, and your experience now, like you guys were equipped with this and then you had opportunity to use it right away, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of pour into these, to these little guys. Yeah, we like still have opportunity now. Like I still talk to my buddy and she sent me a letter my third week of college and it had me breaking down crying in my dorm room because I was like, this little girl is still thinking of me. Love it. So even during like the lockdown, we would send our buddies. I think I sent mine a bracelet or something with a little letter and they'll like come up and hug you. Yeah, I know some people who take their buddies out for smoothies or lizards and I'm just like, and it was just fun. Like going through the halls and seeing like, like they'd smile at you and they're so tiny and cute and they just like look up to you. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So talk to us really quick about what unique challenges have you guys experienced since graduating from LCS? I would say graduating in 2020 was an experience in itself in making that transition. To you know, college. we kind of snicker about that, but that is like, <laughs> I, I wrote a story the other day about how, so in previous generations, people would be like, you know, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Where were you when uh, Martin Luther King was shot. Where were you when the shuttle blew up? Where were you when Reagan got shot? Where were you? And then you guys, like your thing is going to be, where were you in 2020? <laughs> like the coronavirus and everything that has come with that, that is like, it's, I don't know. When, what year were you guys born? Oh, two. Oh, two. So, I mean, so even 9-11 wasn't really a, I mean, although a significant piece of history for us, but you guys didn't experience that yeah. as, no. you know, as, as students. But like the corona, you guys completely 100% lived through that. Yeah. And then even more uniquely, you that was your year of graduation. I remember us talking like about all the plans we had like for 2020. It like it was so going to be 2020. Depressing. We had the coolest graduation year. Like we had like 2020. <clears throat> like everything was just cool about it. And then it sort of everything just hit. <clears throat> We like we're gonna plan our day of good deeds or like the Samaritan whatever that day was like you know, the yeah the good random acts of kindness random acts of kindness then our senior, senior trip, trip and then like other little pep rides, did your senior bomb. trip get canceled of course yes. it did what yeah <laughs> we're yeah it doesn't matter. it was a, it's in the past it's fine it's fine yeah but I mean we don't that's still that but them. I mean that's still like we ask unique challenges and and like that was the very first thing I mean you didn't have to think about it twenty twenty graduating twenty twenty was a unique yeah. challenge mm-hmm. for that and then I think even starting like college in twenty twenty mm-hmm. had its unique challenges oh, for you know sure. for you yeah. guys too my, oh my gosh. goodness she's lucky she got to be in person for most of for all of her classes mm-hmm. when I started at Concordia like. We'd have all of our technical difficulties. You couldn't hear the teacher. Zoom would cut in and out. And so you just sit there and I'm like, I could drop out. Like, it's fine. I'll just go to aesthetic school and I don't need to listen to this because I can't understand. You know? Yeah. Taking science over Zoom is just not cool. So that was rough. You know, and even today, like a lot of the newscasts that we watch, you know, people are zooming in or whatever. And then you talk about those technical difficulties, you know, sometimes they'll have video and no audio, sometimes audio, no video. And that's frustrating. Like you don't want to pay attention. So I can't imagine your guys' frustration to have an entire class where that nonsense was taking place. 65 kids. And then like, it depends on if their mics are muted and all this input and bleh. Wow. It was just bleh. Outside of the Rona, any other unique challenges? Outside of Rona? Outside of the Rona. 
all there is is Rona. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I would say a challenge, not necessarily a challenge. Eh, it was a challenge. Was just going from something so small to something so big all of a sudden. Just even though like Cedarville is a smaller college, like we have four thousand students. Like that was a huge jump from a graduating class of thirteen right. in a school of like a little over a hundred. Yeah. Um. So that was a challenge and also a really cool experience all mm-hmm. in one. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way like even LCS prepared us and just like getting out into the world and on our own for a yeah. little bit, which I got to sort of do this semester since my school was all in person. So you said you felt like LCS did prepare you to do that, kind of get out on your own a little bit? Yeah. Okay. In a way, I almost feel like <clears throat> Mrs. O'Keefe always told us this, but she said that by your senior year – she wants you to be ready to leave LCS. Yeah, like she, did say that. she wants you to have that senioritis like done with school because it means that they trained you. It right means that they did it right. It's not like we're hanging on fighting tooth and nail to be at LCS. Like the kind of senioritis that leads to confidence. Like I'm yeah. ready yeah. to go. Not like just dropping world. class. No, but, like, but like, yeah, like you said. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the only parent here and a grandparent here. Whoa. Uh you know, we kind of, that's what you strive for when parenting too. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to equip your kid, like you're super, like, <laughs> even in kindergarten, when my son Josiah went to kindergarten, we all, like the three of us, my daughter and wife and I, we're all like, we got to follow him. <laughs> so like we followed the bus and we're all crying in the car, like this little kid going to, you know, so we're like, oh, we're going to be the only ones. And we turn the corner and there's like 600 cars because everybody had done that. <clears throat> But I remember when we dropped my daughter off at college, I was a hot mess on the way home. Mm-hmm. So you you want to prepare your children for that, you know, and then when it finally happens, like you're sad, but then there's like this incredible pride that wells up too, like they made it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, on the back of what Mrs. O'Keefe said, which incidentally, we're talking to her next week, aren't we? Yes, we are. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to hear you guys say that. And I love that you guys took it the way that she meant it. You know, that uh, she wants to see you guys go and to be successful and to make your mark on this world. Do you guys uh, now on the tail or on the other side of having attended LCS and, and being graduates now, do you guys have any regrets about attending LCS versus another high school, say a bigger one, Emma, to help prepare you that maybe had, you know, a broader cro- uh, class offerings? Um, Riley, would you have liked to have gone to a school that maybe gave you some pre-nursing courses in high school? I don't know. You know, do you guys have any regrets about attending LCS versus another high school? I feel like there was, I mean, I had days where I sort of wondered, like, you know, my family could have saved a lot of money, me not going to LCS, and I would have had more money to put towards college. Um, And just, like, certain class choices, like, I don't know. I always wanted to do like lacrosse and stuff and like some public schools, like they had cool sports like that or certain classes. But every time I think about that and then I think back to just where God put me at LCS in my time of life and how that school prepared me and then looking at how like public schools have prepared their kids or tried to prepare their kids, like, it's no question to me anymore that I'm very thankful I went to that school because I feel like I'm a lot more prepared. Missy, we were just talking about this uh, in our last episode about education and the investment 
that it is. So it's, I'm glad to hear you talk about being sensitive to that, Emma, because it is an investment. It's a big investment. Christian education, like college is expensive, yeah. right? But Christian education is expensive too, but it's an investment. It's worth it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys say that. Um, and, I, and I'm glad to hear you, uh, Emma, know the sacrifice that your parents made, you know, to have you go there because it is a sacrifice. Um, but, you know, if you look at it like an investment, you know, we make financial investments for the future, right? So when you invest something, you're not necessarily looking for something immediate. That's the whole idea of the stock market most of the time is you're, you're looking for longevity. And uh, your parents have invested in you guys for the long haul. So I love to hear that perspective uh, that you had. Plus, you would have never played lacrosse in college anyways. Yeah, I know. Right, what do you think? <laughs> See, what, this, is, this is the only limitation of having an audio-only podcast is because you can't get all the nonverbals. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when, when you were talking to Emma, when you were talking to Emma, you know, you're getting like an amen point from Riley. Like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, there's so many hand gestures. Oh, right <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually really adamant to go to LCS. Yeah. Like, I thought about being... I really wanted to go to Brighton High School because of the sports opportunities and marching band. Like, I really wanted to be on their marching band doing drums. No kidding. And um, with LCS, you can't really do that. We had a band of, like, I don't know, five. Five. At one point, it was four kids. It was a clarinet, a violin, drums, and somebody else. Trumpet. Trumpet. So, you know, nice. you don't have a lot of opportunities Did there. you play the trumpet, Emma? I played the clarinet. You played the clarinet. by the way. Beautifully. really good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. More hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> More hand gestures. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely, my parents knew what was better for me then, mm. you know, to be put in a Christian environment. Yeah. That's why kids shouldn't make their own decisions, really, until they're an adult, kind of, because parents know what's best for you. They always know what's best for you. Wow, and I've just did everybody here hear that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Testing, testing one, two, one, two, one, two. Missy, did we not just talk about this yesterday? That 17 year old perspective you. versus a 50 year old perspective? Absolutely. Riley. That's a whole statement. She is on it. Wow. Yeah. I'm curious if we'd have done this a year ago, if you would have said still the same thing. Yeah. You think? I think I would. Maybe not as confidently. No, I still would have had a little like parent spite or something. Something like stupid teenager <laughs> something in there. But no. Parent spite? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm making it up as like. Oh, oh I yeah. feel like that is. I that love is that. <laughs> it's a thing now. <laughs> Whenever my mom and I have like a conversation, like looking back on stuff where I'm just so glad that like she made me do something or wow. invested in me like that, she always sends me this. Um, because usually it was during college and we weren't in person, but she would always send me the picture of like Mother Gothel and Rapunzel. And you, you've seen that movie. There's like the song Mother Knows, Mother Knows Best. Best. Oh, yeah. Um, but in an actual like sense, it's so true. It's so true. So true. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I do too. So this may be a self-answering question. Would you guys recommend Christian education to people? Oh, of course. Yes. Like no doubt. I would say especially in today's times. Today. What is it uniquely about today's times that would make Christian education, like perhaps in, in listening to you guys, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but even more important today? I know people can see like private schools or Christian education as like sticking your kid in a bubble. Mm. And some parents are like, no, I want my kids to know what life's like, you know? And that's all fine and dandy, but you want your kids to be able to be prepared 
like in the right way, not growing up in that sin or in that worldliness kind of what, what in facial the world? Hairs. How old? I, I know. I'm an old soul. Uh, obviously, <laughs> both of you guys. I man, just really and just for our audience, like we did not give answers that mm-hmm. they. Needed. <laughs> We're not reading a. What Listen, is that yeah. is an incredible. That is an incredible answer. It really is, and coming from somebody who maybe wanted to give their parents, you know, guff about. I don't want to go there. Yeah, no. no I believe the term is spite. Yeah. Parents, spite. Parents, spite. Let's go. <laughs> wow, that's going to be synonymous with Riley Rollins now. <laughs> Riley Rollins. That could be a book. Don't tell my mom. Right. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> Riley <laughs> Rollins, Parents, Spite. Oh, man. Featuring Emma Burry. See, that could, <laughs> you could write the foreword to it. Oh, yeah. How about that? Fun. What an amazing perspective on Christian education. I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Emma, I, like, is it going to be an option for you? Like, is that something that you're going to do? Oh, definitely. Like with my kids, do you yeah. like yeah, yeah. Um, my president at my university, Doctor Thomas White, we have this saying at Cedarville that you spend roughly a thousand days there. Like, so it's like everything's planned out in your a thousand days. We mm. and he always talks about like how much of an investment a Christian education is, but how worth it it is because it's a thousand days of your life where you could take it to a public school where you're indoctrinated with whatever they want to put in your head or whatever, um, just like the types of experience you have. And I think a lot of people look at college and like some people like want to go to like party schools or they want to just like get out on their own and do whatever. But really taking a moment to look back and just think, in Cedarville's terms, like, how do you want to spend those a thousand days? Like, do you want to grow closer to God? And in such an integral time time of your life where, you know, you can be pushed and pulled by so many different things as you are basically leaving the nest and getting out into the world, mm. do you want to put yourself in that situation or do you want to really invest further in getting that solid foundation that you take into the rest of your life? Wow. Mm-hmm. Missy, you have <clears throat> you have a unique perspective on this in that you're a product of LCS. You've you've gone to college and now back in the workforce through a number of different jobs, you're back at LCS. Talk to us a little bit about like how you felt prepared going to college. You know, you got into the train wreck, but it sounds like maybe you got back on track. Mm-hmm. Um and then just kind of the, a unique perspective of coming back as an LCS student to be a teacher at LCS. And what does that mean to you to be involved in Christian education the way that you are now? Well, I think it might be important to, to note that nobody's under the illusion that private Christian education is perfect or that it's flawless in its system. Nothing is, no matter where you go. And... You guys have had your ups and downs at LCS just as I did. Yeah. Uh, things are tough when you're in a small school. And I will also say it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to say sometimes. Um, but I think that's important to remember. But if we're looking at the long term, just as you both have said, what are those things that you want to be equipped with? We were talking about this in the last podcast as well. How can we as teachers equip and what is it that the students want to be equipped with? And 
there's a reason we go here. There's a reason why we are at a private school. And you guys were talking about the long term. I want to be able to go out in this world with my battle armor on <laughs> from Ephesians. I want the tools necessary to be able to survive, but not only survive, be on the offensive. Take that sword and be able to defend truth, know what truth is in an ever-swirling, chaotic world of lies. And that is why I'm back at a private school teaching, because I don't think there's anything more important in this world than the truth. And it's so beautiful to me that I could go to this school, learn all those things. I remember Mr. Nast also teaching me apologetics. Um, do you believe that what you believe is really real? He used to be mm. plastered on that oh, wall. Yeah. Remember that? And then my mom and dad's motto was always stand in the light, stand for truth. And those things are embedded in my brain. I can't get them out. And I went out to Washington State, taught in a very, very liberal environment. And, um, but I had the armor. And it, some of it was put on the shelf. It got dusty. My sword was not always sharp. Um, but I continued to teach in a private school, be mentored by people who have walked this path a long time. And it's just amazing to me that after all these years, God would bookend this part of my life back here at LCS, talking to recent graduates, connecting with that community we've been talking about the whole time, and watching the fruit of what a Christian education, what it, what it does. Mm. I'm overwhelmed by that. For all its flaws, all of its mistakes, all its good things, it's not about LCS. It's about God. It's about who's mm -hmm. keeping that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of people would liken things to, you know, people like the sausage, but they don't like to see how the sausage is made <laughs> type of thing. And I appreciate you saying that LCS is not a perfect school uh, because it's not. Well, it's not perfect because I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, sorry, I wrecked it for you guys. <laughs> but uh, I love what all of you guys are saying. Uh, it seems like you guys have all taken good things from LCS and you have made those good things better. And I think those good things have become better because of what you guys have done. You haven't left what you learned uh, at the graduation ceremony. You guys have taken those things into where God has all of you. And he has all of you in unique places and unique positions right now. And I'm super excited listening to where you guys want to head because all of you, all three of you are in positions, uh, you know, where you want to go. Miss Z, you're there. Um, but all three of you are, you're going to be in places where you guys can influence in incredible ways. And it's not like you guys are going to be preaching, but you know what? I don't think preaching is always as effective as building a long-term relationship with somebody, loving on them. We talked about this yesterday. We talked about it in chapel today, being kind, like, man, where has kindness gone in our society today? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, to, to be able to do that, but at the at in the back of all of your guys' minds are lessons that you have learned at LCS. And again, you know, a lesson is only as good as its implementation. And it sure sounds like you guys on a regular basis are implementing those things. Not that any of us are perfect, you know, we have our ups and downs, but that's the beauty of, you know, serving a God who forgives us when we're knuckleheads. 
So maybe I'm the only knucklehead here. You guys might not be, but I'm a knucklehead. You're a knucklehead. I'll admit oh to yeah. That. Well, I'll you have parents bite, so we would expect that from you. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna live that down. <laughs> Never. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's so perfect. It is. That's so perfect. Ladies, final thoughts for us today with regard to LCS, uh, being graduates of it, where you guys are headed now. We'll go just round table. Riley, you're first. Why do I have to be first? Well, because you're right to the left of me. Uh, okay. To the right. dealers. Okay. Um, final thoughts. I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be super outgoing if it wasn't for LCS. And I can really see that whatever I went through in my younger years to get to this point, it was all worth it, even when I thought it wasn't. Hmm. Um, seeing how God has shaped me in LCS, um, whether it was with people or just experiences in general, um, one thing that really helped was the Jamaica mission trip. Mm. Like that was like an eye-opening, life-changing kind of thing to go on. Um, so I'm glad I got that experience as well. But it's just like I'm able to look back now and see the glory of God in all of it, mm. which sometimes that's hard to do. Like you just get to a certain point and you're like, well, I'm here. Where do I go now? sometimes it's good to look back and just see all the little things that God has done because he's always working and he's always in your life. Mm. Um, So I guess with that, I just, I'm thankful for LCS. Like we've said, it's not perfect. There are lots of ups and downs, Um, but you learn from those ups and those downs. It's a great perspective. Yeah. So love it. Emma. I basically on the same page as Rye. I Come know. on, man. That's like so school, isn't it? You know, you're kind of doing the, the same people. We are uh, the same. We're person, in the same music no. vibe. All what time. Cries, what she doesn't. said. Yeah. I was about to explain more, though. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> terrible. There at was that. a butt in there. There was a butt. Everybody's got a butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, See, I derailed you. You can't even <laughs> remember what you were going to say. But. As we were saying that LCS, like, by no means was perfect, but I think in a way that was what made it perfect in a sense because Mm -hmm. taking, putting my life there and just seeing the way God has led me through every little thing, like on those bad days at LCS where it was hard sometimes going to a school where you were with the same people every single day because yes, is that a good sense of community, but do you always want to have everyone know everything yeah, about yeah. you mm-hmm. and it's everything an that's going on? It was yeah. it was hard sometimes. Yeah. but Principles all up in your business. <laughs> 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 but just seeing the way God used that, and especially now being on the other side of it, now that I'm in college looking back on my high school years, I wouldn't trade it for anything because seeing the way God worked and is continuing to work and being able to just have that anticipation and just hope and encouragement that it's the same for the future as well, that we can go into our future now with Mm. confident hope and confident expectation because God has been nothing but good to us, even in those hard times. Yeah, And I think... My years at LCS have definitely shown me that. Wow. Missy, final thoughts from you? Well, I was going to say the same thing as that. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> I was talking to my seventh graders this morning about um, there's a lot of prayers I prayed growing up that I was angry at God for not answering mm-hmm. the way that I wanted to. But I've always been a journaler, and I've journaled a lot of those prayers 
um, even since third grade. That was when I had my first journal. Wow. And I look back at a couple of them, especially through high school, and I just thank the Lord that he did not answer the prayer that mm. I didn't answer it the way that I wanted it to be answered. Mm-hmm. He saved me from a lot of heartache and saved me from myself oftentimes. But other times, like Riley was talking about, the ups and downs, I mean, you can only climb a mountain if there's rocks. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if it's a smooth front, you're staying in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, God allows certain trials to come through in our life, and that has made me even stronger than the blessings sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's a lesson I got from LCS in the early days, for sure. And I'm still seeing it now, and I'm very grateful that this this place exists mm-hmm. and I can come back to it and still have my community. It hasn't mm-hmm. dissolved. I mean... Mrs. Stiles was my volleyball coach in fifth grade. I mean, she was in old, old, old school when it was HNCS. And Miss Lowe was my first third grade teacher. Miss Nazioni, my second grade teacher. Um, yeah, and Mr. Nast since third, fourth grade, something like that. Wow. All these years. That's yeah. pretty sweet. That's, That's a pretty sweet. great legacy. Oh, yeah. Very much so. I have some final thoughts, but I want you guys to make me a promise first. So can we come back together, the four of us, in four years and see where everybody's at? You guys might That'll be... actually be fun. That'll be so Will this fun. still be going? Like, Heck will we still yes. be friends? I don't know. <laughs> Just we don't have to be We're friends. Really we just have to sit down. We just have to sit down at a table together, huh? <laughs> we might be all wearing face masks at that time. because No, it'll be don't like, say that. No. It'll be like Corona 24. You can't oh, make gosh. me. You can't make me. <laughs> I had thoroughly enjoyed this time together. I'm serious. This has been, I think, a great time of, um, you know, I think we always have these thoughts, but until we kind of come to a time where we're forced to focus on these things, you know, sometimes they just kind of get lost out there. You know, sometimes we don't realize how much we've learned until you have an assignment that calls on us to recall all of those things. So this thing that we call life is this mosaic, you know, that has come together. And part of a mosaic is putting things that don't have perfect edges into a beautiful picture. And as I've heard you guys talk, um, you know, uh, LCS is a special place, but special doesn't necessarily have to mean perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you put these pieces of the mosaic and each one of us are in our brokenness and our imperfectness and you kind of you put that together and you kind of step back and then all of a sudden you see this beautiful picture called the family of God and I love that <clears throat> although LCS is certainly not you know uh, kind of the, the local church but is a very special place where Christians come together and, and I mean let's be honest not everybody that went to LCS is a Christian or even graduated from there is not a Christian we have students today you know, that, that aren't Christians, but it's a place where uh, community can be formed. And I think that if nothing else, it's set a standard for you two in particular because you spent so much time there. And even Miss Z, I mean, you know, you were there for longer than, than anybody, second grade. Uh, it set a standard for community by which you guys now measure community. So when you experience good community, you're like, oh, yeah, this was like in high school. Or if it's even better, you guys take it to a next level. You're like, oh, this is better than in high school. But high school is still kind of a a standard that you guys set for community. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And like, we're going to have to get it in the calendar now for four years from now. Let me buy a calendar for 2024. And then then we'll do it. Yeah. Just tell Emma. She'll 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 remind us. Yeah. She'll get off work and be like, hey, we got to go to Mizzou's hey, today <laughs> for the Falcon Fastlane, episode 3,212. Yes, dang. Well, thank you, ladies, again. Uh, 
people pray for you guys still. Uh, I know that uh, as teachers get together, I was, was going around the website today and there was some letters that people had written and sent in, you know, thanking LCS. And it was kind of cool to read those letters. And I was like, yeah, I don't get to read a letter. I get to talk to two people mm-hmm. tonight about LCS. So thanks for what you guys brought to LCS, letting us know what LCS gave to you. And, uh, you know, LCS is in this nebulous entity. It's made up of... Uh, warm living people who care so as we uh, end our time today want to leave on that note that you guys are part of a beautiful mosaic called Livingston Christian and hopefully it's a mosaic that continues to get larger and who knows maybe one of you guys will be back teaching at LCS mm-hmm.